0: With the Jiu Jitsu Times podcast, I am Chris Zahar, and today we have on our podcast Jake Shields. Jake Shields is, of course, the former Strike Force Welterweight Champion and a former Welterweight title contender in the UFC. Jake, how are you to, uh, today?
1: Uh, doing good, man. Just got done training for the day. Now I'm back at home uh, relaxing.
0: Nice, 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 nice. How does it feel to be... Uh, go? Um returning to Polaris?
1: Uh, it was great. The first show was a lot of fun. You know, uh, that was my first time in England. I liked the guys out there a lot. And of course, uh, of course, you know, uh, manhandling, and slap the AJ around was fun. <laughs> so,
0: <laughs>
1: I think he's, he's the most hated guy in jiu-jitsu probably. Him and Dylan, I think both. He was the only time you could slap someone and have the crowd cheer you. <laughs>
0: It's actually funny. I was actually just training with um, AJ. <laughs> he was training at uh, Gracie Baja at uh, my <laughs> school today, so that's yeah, oh, funny. Yeah. I'm oh, sorry. No, it's you got to it's, it's it not my school. It's not my <laughs> yeah. school, actually. I was, just, I was just visiting there. I'm in town, so I'm just visiting there, but yeah, that's <laughs> great.
1: Yeah, uh, you actually you'd actually come into Henzo's. I think when I was training with John, he would like show up at the classes despite everyone hating him, and he would like. But then he would like kind of stay in the opposite corner from like you know me, Gary, Gordy, and all those guys. <laughs> like, what is he doing here?
0: <laughs> I don't know if he's just
1: so, I don't know if he's just so unaware that no one likes him, or just doesn't care, or what. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, again, I don't really know him very well. This is the first time I've ever uh, trained in the same gym with him, so. <laughs> I
1: yeah, no, care. hey, hey I'm, I'm not. I'm not take excited. He's good to you. He's good to you. I judge everyone. I think everyone should judge everyone individually. But my experiences with him is like, oh god, I can't stand the guy. Ah, uh,
0: I gotcha. I gotcha. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, what about your upcoming opponent at Polaris? What do uh, What are your thoughts on him?
1: Uh, honestly, he's a guy I don't know that much about. I've seen, like, one match of him. I, sh- I sh- actually should be looking more. but I'm not really a guy that studies my opponents that much, I kind of go out and do what I do. But I think he's, uh, he's strong, talented. He actually moves really good for a big guy. The match I watched, I was really surprised. that His movement was really good. He's, he's a sh- I know there's a lot of, like, strong uh, weightlifting stuff. So mm-hmm. It's an interesting match. You know, I'm also going up to uh, 205. You know, I usually compete. Well, I usually fight at 170. grappling like, I can compete at 85 because I don't, like, uh, I don't like cutting weight for jiu jitsu. <laughs> but yeah. but two of five, that's that, that's even up you know, quite a bit grappling for me. But I I'm a guy that's always likes a challenge, you know? I've gone to Guys before. It makes it uh, makes it fun and interesting. Mm hmm.
0: no, oh, absolutely, absolutely. And uh what about the uh, main event of uh, Polaris, uh Dylan versus Gary? Uh how do you think that's gonna turn out? How do you think it's gonna play out? I mean, uh, Gary
1: beat him last yeah, that, time, so yeah, that's, that's a really exciting match. I mean, that's a, gr- a great main event with, you know, two, two, two great guys. I'm clearly going for Gary. You know, I've been training with those guys, and I think Gary will take the win. But Dylan's, uh, Dylan's a tough guy, you know he, he, you know. he has an attitude, but he's a, he's a good good guy. But I think Gary will end up uh, catching him at some point, you know, maybe a hill hook or, uh, or a choke or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. And uh, you've been uh, doing your training with uh, Danaher, right? For a yeah, I've been out
1: in New York here the last, like, you know, I think like four months or something. And it's been a, been, been a great change, you know, just being somewhere different. I'm still part of my old team, of course, with, uh, you know, Nick Diaz, Nate Diaz, Gil Bluenas, and those guys. But it's mm-hmm. one little change for a little bit. And it's fun uh, Fun being surrounded by, by a new group of guys. And they're all young and hungry with uh, John Donahue, obviously being an amazing Jiu-Jitsu trainer. And, yeah, you know, one absolutely. of the best of all time. And then having, uh, you know, all, all these young up-and-comers to be surrounded with. It keeps me, a, keeps me sharp every day.
0: Hmm. 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 No, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, I mean, you've uh, trained in some uh, really high level um, grappling promotions. You've also also uh, trained and fought in some real high level uh, MMA promotions. Um, w- which do you uh, typically prefer doing? Do you pre- prefer uh, MMA or do you prefer grappling?
1: Um, that's a tough question because they both have things they offer. Over- to say I like jiu-jitsu more to me it's just fun it's low stress I don't get stressed when I grapple it's like I'm just going out there not taking it too seriously mm-hmm. not not concerned that much by win or lose I mean of course of course I want to win but I'm not yeah. putting stress on myself but the fighting has its advantages too but there's a lot more stress in the fight because there's a lot more on the line but you also you know you make you make you make a lot more money you get a lot more notoriety and all that so those, those are big advantages but I guess with the money and all that and and uh, if everything was the same and jiu-jitsu I'd probably just train that Mm-hmm. I got you, I got you yeah, yeah but that's not really an option at this point yeah, <laughs> unfortunately of course
0: of course yeah I mean unfortunately few people can uh, really get rich off of training jujitsu. jitsu so or, yeah um,
1: but at, le- t- at least there is money in jiu-jitsu now so, it's, so yeah. it's moved forward so there was no money in it before and now once I started competing again it was hard for me after fighting, you know it's hard to want to go and pay money to do jiu-jitsu tournament. But now there's all these super fights coming up, and you know they, there's a pro jiu-jitsu thing coming now. So it's a uh, it's moved forwards quite a bit, and I'm really happy to see jiu-jitsu where it is right now.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, do you think jiu-jitsu will ever be on the level that MMA is on now? I mean, you know, performing in front of crowds at uh, Madison Square Garden, like uh, one of the recent UFC events, and even one of the recent uh, Bellator events. <laughs>
1: It's hard to say. I think Jiu-Jitsu will get bigger. I don't think it'll get quite as big as MMA is. I don't think it'll be quite that level, but I think it definitely could grow. I could see like a tournament being a massive Square Garden, like you know, like the finals of like Abu Dhabi and stuff. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I could see it moving forward and getting bigger. And you know, doing th- the fact that it is on these like you know mini pay per views and, and uh, UFC fight it's moved forwards a bunch. And I think it's going to continue to get bigger. I think it'll be. I don't think it'll quite hit where the UFC and stuff hit.
0: All right. No, yeah, no, definitely, definitely. I mean, it's, uh, I don't know, I mean, do you think it'll make a difference whether it's like gi or no gi? Uh, Because last time, a a couple of weeks, I think it was like a week ago, I was talking to Eddie Bravo, and he's kind of like, yeah, jiu-jitsu can definitely get that big. Jiu-jitsu can definitely get as big as as, um, MMA is now, but not in the gi. It would have to be like no gi or something like that, because just, you know, no gi is just so much quicker. what what do you think yeah i think
1: i think i think the no gi is a little more exciting to watch and a little quicker pace especially for the casual fan so yeah i think there's there's more of a market for that more people Mm -hmm. probably train with the gi though so you know they'll, they'll bring in they'll bring in that audience but it's also a very niche audience it's hard to cross over to the mainstream with it yeah no absolutely
0: absolutely okay so um you know, you you've uh, worked a lot with a lot of uh, real big trash talkers. I mean, of course, you were you know part of Caesar. You're still part of Caesar Gracie, which has the Diaz brothers, which are just you know notorious for their shit talking. And now you're with Danaher, who's got you know Gary and Gordon, and they're notorious for shit talking. Uh, how much do you think like trash talking really helps uh, sports like MMA? And how much do you think it could help sports? Uh, like um you know competitive grappling, you know, or does it help them? Or is it you know, does it do the yeah, I think
1: things? I think it, I think overall it probably helps. I mean obviously there's a limit to how much you do and you gotta be careful with your brand that you don't make yourself look stupid when you're talking crap. You think it's yeah. important to, uh, if you got big mouth it's important to be good and be out there win. But it does it does bring eyes to the sport, you know, and uh mm-hmm. I think, I think both, you know, you use Nick and Nate and then Gary and, uh, and Gordon, I think they've all done it in a pretty uh, pretty reasonable manner. I think Nick and Nate have always kind of kept it very real with their trash talking. Just You know, mm-hmm, that's, mm-hmm. Pretty much about, that's pretty much just who they are, to be honest. They're always called trash talkers. But they're kind of just reacting to things. It's very real. And then, you know, I think Gary... Yeah, he gets a little of crap talking, I guess. Yeah, I guess he was making fun of like Jill and stuff. And then, oh, yeah uh, exactly. Gordon Gordon definitely pushes it, pushes it a lot more, but again, yeah. he's you know a really, really nice guy. He just loves that image of you know I'm the I'm the baddest king. I think I think it's good. You know, gets their names out there, and it's a great way for them to themselves. Mm-hmm.
0: So uh, when you see guys like uh, Nick and Nate Diaz doing that, do you think that's like really them? It's not like they're just trying to sell a fight. That's like <laughs> I think event. for the
1: most part, I don't think Nick and Nate really, in other words, I don't think they really try to talk crap. I think they're just being themselves. So, I mean, maybe a few times here and there, but they're mostly just uh, being, being very real. But they're also saying it. They're some of the nicest guys. You meet them in the right circumstances. Yeah, but if they're yeah. fighting you, they don't like you. For them, it's like if they're fighting you, you're their enemy, they don't like you.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, that's one thing I always noticed about them. Like, even after, um, you know, Diaz fought uh, George St. Pierre, I mean, there was a lot, you know, of course, a lot of animosity with them coming up t- um uh, coming up to the fight, but after the fight, they seemed pretty friendly. So uh, I do know that I, I do notice that about Nick Diaz. You know, you're his enemy during the fight, but after the fight, it's kind of like
1: Ex- exactly. He needs to yeah. uh, for him to fight you. He needs to hate you. For me, yes. I can go and just fight someone and be like, hey, it's a sport. But for Nick, he you know he doesn't want to fight someone and, and like him. He prefers to, uh, first to not like him. So you know, it's kind of he's got to he's got to make it like an enemy. But, I mean, people are always so surprised when they meet Nick. They're like, oh, he's so nice. I expect him to be, you know, to be different. He's just, like, yeah. one of the nicest guys. I'm like, yeah. And so I tell people, you know, I've known him for, like, 16 years. You know, Nick and Nate are both two of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. But they have that bad rep, to the bad boys. But it's, I can see why. Because, you know, in the fights, they're flipping people off, cussing. But you meet in hmm. a different environment. They're not like that at all. Yeah, I
0: got you, I got you. It's, it's just in that fight environment that they're, you know, really... Exactly,
1: exactly, in fight environment, that's who they are. So not being fake trying to the fight, that's, that's how they get themselves uh, fight ready.
0: Mm-hmm, absolutely, absolutely. Okay, yeah. All right, uh, what about your diet? I mean, one of the things that you're famous for is uh, you're a... Veg- are you a vegetarian or are you a vegan now?
1: Uh, vegetarian, you know, I've been a vegan a few times here and there, but I eat, you know, eggs and dairy occasionally. Uh, not <laughs> a ton, but a little bit. Yeah, because you... you yeah, I mean...
0: Some... Oh, go to Continue, please.
1: Oh, yeah, so I've been a vegetarian for lifelong, so everyone's always asking, like, how does the change feel and everything? But to me, it's just totally natural having been a lifelong vegetarian. You know, I can't say how I feel with it, but I feel I feel great being a vegetarian, so there's no reason to change anything. So my body runs really clean this way, and I have no problem, you know, putting on weight and whatnot.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it doesn't help you because I mean, one of the things that uh, vegetarians, especially in like combat sports, always get told is like you're not going to get enough protein, you're not going to get the energy or anything like that, but uh, you always uh, seem to feel like you're strong enough and you've got enough energy to keep fighting.
1: Yeah, exactly. I was always told that too, but I always kind of ignored it because I felt good. And now, you know, 38 years old now and still, you know, going out with the young guys having no problems. So I think, you know, maybe it's an advantage overall. Yeah. And, you know, I always sure guys guys now complaining, you know, guys my age complaining how they're feeling so much older and slowing down. And I don't feel like I'm slowing down yet. So it's like, you know, I can't, can't pay for sure if it's the diet or not, but I think that is a factor that probably helps. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it's just uh, maybe it's just uh, keeping you healthier, just keeping you going. Yeah, I think
1: that way. There's, there's probably multiple, you know, multiple factors, uh, multiple factors going on, but, you know, I feel really uh, my age. All right. Yeah, absolutely.
0: And uh, what else are you going to be competing in this year?
1: I'm actually doing the uh, Abu Dhabi in September, yeah. and then probably fighting again after that.
0: Okay, yeah, um, yeah.
1: I decided to hop. I decided to hop in there. You know, I was training it, training at John's, and you know, all the guys are training. I think like five, six guys training for that there. So I was like, oh, I might as so well hop in. <laughs> yeah,
0: absolutely, absolutely. You looking forward to that?
1: Yeah, it's exciting. I haven't done it since 2005, so it's something I always wanted to do again, but just you know, a bit busy or not, not right with the timing and stuff. This time out. I was debating not doing this time too because I just fought, the flares, but then I'm like, oh, I might be happy to do it considering all the guys are uh, the guys are training, what well, are doing it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm moving up. a am moving up a, up a couple weight classes, but that's gonna be a fun challenge.
0: Mm-hmm. Is it, uh, is it easier to move up weight uh, up in weight or down in weight?
1: Well, uh, actually, which well, one do you prefer? <laughs> uh I mean, moving up in weight is easier because you can eat all you want. You don't think about. Uh, don't think about dieting. But you know, realistically, you know, you can't always depending on what weight you're moving up, you can't put the weight on. Mm-hmm. You know, competing at like two hundred and eighteen pounds and clearly, you know, being a one hundred and seventy pounder I'd be nowhere near that weight. But it's uh, it's just fun not worrying about it at all.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. You don't have to worry about that weight cut. And I mean, you know, some people can get seriously injured during those weight cuts. So, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, like I
1: said, I don't, I don't, you know, I enjoy, really enjoy grappling, but I don't put a lot of stress on myself, you know. So, obviously, I want to win Abu Dhabi, but I'm not, like, stressed out about it. So, I can just go in there and hope uh, hopefully have a good tournament and see what happens. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going up at 220 pounds, obviously, obviously no stress. It's stress-free. Uh, you know, eat all I want and go out there and have fun.
0: Mm-hmm. And is the uh, training process for like a jiu-jitsu competition typically a lot less strenuous than uh, training for MMA?
1: Yeah, because we're not doing the same amount of sparring. You know, i still, you know, I still do a little bit of pad work and stuff on training to so, so. I keep sharp, but not having to beat the body up with all that. You know, it's it's still tough though. Cause we're still, you know, we're still doing a lot of wrestling, jujitsu. Uh, usually don't run when I'm training for, for grappling matches, so it makes it uh, makes it a little bit easier. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. What about your future in MMA? Um, you got any uh, fights coming up uh, this year or when do you think you'll be back in the cage if you uh, do you think you'll be back in Well, I'm in
1: probably it? doing uh, the new Pro Fight League which was World Series, the revamping mm-hmm. for, this, for this tournament they're doing which is mm-hmm. they're doing like the, uh, it's, they're doing like a season and a tournament where, you know, the tournament and uh, a million dollar win bonus afterwards. Mm-hmm. So, so it sounds pretty interesting so I'm just waiting to see you know what's up? That which is I just fought for them for I guess there's a second show, so now they're supposed to start the season, but only up until January. So I don't know if I'm trying to, try to fight before that or just wait till that. But I think once that starts, it'll be like really busy. You'll have like six fights in, in the year. Yeah. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Oh, that's good. No, that's definitely good. Yeah, that's a lot.
1: Yeah, it keeps keeps you really busy, but that's a, that's a lot of fights. <laughs> I yeah, no, like that, that is so six I was young. fights. But, I, but yeah, I guess I guess you go in, make a lot of money real quick, and then get and get a uh, have a busy year.
0: Yeah, no, but that, but that is, six fights is definitely intense. I mean, most UFC fighters, most mixed martial artists that I see doing, what, two, three fights a year, if that?
1: Two, yeah. two is three to three. Yeah, two to three, I think's pretty standard. Yeah. Three to three, you'll probably do two. You know, three, in case you get four, but it's uh, it's rare to hit six. think I guys do it, but it's pretty rare. Yeah,
0: no, that's 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 good, definitely going to be tough on your body. I mean, especially considering you're, uh, I mean, in the, um, what is the WSF, S, SOF now, pro-
1: I forget I what it's. Pro Fight League, they changed the name. Pro too, yeah.
0: Fight League, yeah, they did just change that. Pro Fight League. Are you uh, one of the older fighters in that um, in that league?
1: Uh, I believe so. I haven't like looked over it, but as far as I know, I think so. Thinking the guys that are coming to my head right now.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you think that'll be pretty hard on you for uh, six fights against you know maybe some guys that are probably? Yeah, but I don't know. My body doesn't
1: really seem to get wore out too much. I think I'll be fine. You know, cause I just fought just fought last week. And I'm already back I you know with, fought on Saturday and Monday. I was just the gym training for jiu-jitsu. So. And then right after this, I'm going to train you for Abu Dhabi. So I tend to to stay pretty fresh and free.
0: Good. Good. Absolutely. No, absolutely. Okay. Um, What about, okay, I mean, for a long time, and to a point this is still true, the UFC is kind of like the dominant mixed martial martial arts promotion in the world. Um, But recently, we've uh, seen some fighters jump ship from the UFC and go into Bellator. Uh, I don't know, do you think the uh, UFC's dominance in the MMA world might be, I don't know, kind of coming to an end, maybe in the distant
1: future? Or? Yeah, I mean, I think they're definitely having some problems now. I think, you know, for years they've treated fighters really bad, but they've been able to get away from it when, you know, they'd always, like, buy their competition out or find a way to destroy their competition. You know, it was like, uh, you know, before it was UFC and Pride, and they bought Pride just to kill it, and then Strikeforce, all of a sudden, at one point, they were paying better than UFC and then, you know, they went in, and, and uh, they, instead of getting better wars, they, they bought Strike us. But now we're starting to see the same, uh, same thing again with Bellator stealing fighters. So, uh, you know, and also, we'll, also uh, Pro Fighters have a million-dollar tournament and all this, which they've seen possibly more money other places. So it's, uh, I think it's great for the fighters to have these options. And yeah, we'll see, absolutely. You know, the UFC, you know, if the UFC sites are paying more, if they're going to keep losing fighters.
0: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. If they got competition, they're going to have to be careful about how they treat their fighters. And, I mean, yeah,
1: exactly. you got to start treating people like humans all of a sudden you have options. You can't just really, be like, <laughs> fuck you or do what you tell you.
0: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, what type of terms do you have with the uh, UFC now? Like, I mean, just with like Dana White or uh, anybody else there? I mean, are you on
1: you mean, terms? not you? great, not ter- Yeah, not great, not terrible. You know, it is with, it is with Dana. You know, he's always, he's always out for himself. So it's not like, I, not like I hate him, but you just know he's not a person that really gives us shit. You know, it doesn't, doesn't care about anyone but money.
0: Mm-hmm. No, absolutely, absolutely. Unfortunately, I think that's a lot of people in uh, his position. They just want that uh, green, yeah. huh?
1: Yeah, and he's like, he's like extra bad about it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, last question today. Um, Nick Diaz. Uh, he um, he said that um, if uh, Connor can hit his brother Nate, Connor can hit um, Floyd Mayweather what are your opinions on the upcoming Connor McGregor Floyd Mayweather fight do you think Conor Connor has a chance or do you think he's just going to get dominated
1: yeah, well, I mean of course he has a chance you know, he hits really hard yeah he's a good boxer but I don't think he, he's unlikely to win I think Floyd's just uh, you know so much boxing experience in those rules you know one of the uh, best defensive boxers or if not best boxers of all time mm-hmm. he is a little older you know 40 years old so you know you can't uh, totally count Connor out but uh, yeah. definitely fix uh, Forward for it is a strong favorite.
0: All righty. Okay, absolutely. Okay, well, Jake, listen, thank you so much for your time. All right, and uh, good luck to you and your match.
1: Cool. Great talking to you. Yeah, thank you. All right, All right. right. bye-bye. All right, bye 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 bye